Thank you for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and give us a rating and review on iTunes. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. This week on JBT Pod. We're back, Lails and Jelly Spoons, with a massive season preview episode. We'll be talking all things NBA players, including who will make the All-Star Jump this year, and what player that we're most excited to watch. Which team will make the biggest rise and fall. And what teams are just going to fly under everyone's radar. And we'll be chatting all things awards, as well as a few quirky ones. So shut up, sit down, because JBT is about to begin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, from wherever you're listening across the world. Welcome to this special season preview edition of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. My name is Nick Busink. And I have a cold, Jack. Did you know that? Yeah, you've coughed about 14 times in the past three minutes, Nicholas. <laughs> it's very, very depressing. You can probably hear it in my beautiful voice. You have sultry tones like Emma Stone, my friend. <laughs> um, and with me today on this episode 2.1... We lasted a whole season somehow and we're back again. 2.1. Holy God. We have the J-Man, Jack Manuel. How are you, man? I am super duper... Califragilistically excited, Nicholas. I don't know how we lasted a season, how we're going into a new season. People still listen to us. We still record this shit. Mate, we are... Let's do it. Let's get into it. I'm, is, I'm, I'm, I'm living, we're living the dream. The dream has been lived by the both of us in many forms. Let's do it. Ball is life. Um, before we start today, uh, we've got a few uh, special shout-outs that we'd like to make. Uh, Playmakers Radio, who supported us in the latter of last season. And a huge welcome to Off The Glass, yes, round of applause, um, who have graciously allowed us to be a part of their podcast network. So props to you guys, you're the best. I do a lot of writing for them, so that they, they pay me in, in views. So you're a bona fide writer. I am literally uh, a professional, and you might hear a few articles from me throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I've got a, had a few shout outs for them uh, to... L- to the latter of last season, as Nick likes to say, with a few of mine. It's a word. It is definitely a word, and it's a nice word. I like latter. Thank you. It's better than later. Uh, it's one letter more. Yeah. Uh, let's get to it, Nicky boy. Um, what are we going to talk about first? Well, we can start off this uh, podcast with the biggest rise and fall in terms of team. Yep. Uh, so, what's your prediction this season? Who's going to be the biggest rise, and who's going to fall off the most. Alright, so if we're basing it purely off standings, Nick, um, then I've got two teams out east for you. I've got the Atlanta Hawks, I've got the Chicago Bulls. Both... Exactly my two picks. Well, I've stolen them, I'm sorry. Um, you can have some West teams, have a, have a pick of those ones. Um, but both of those teams are likely, were playoff teams last year, and they are both lottery bound. Um, you could jockey for either of them to be the worst team. Um, the Chicago Bulls are a dumpster fire. Um, I don't know, You, you it's just... And then for the rise, that's where it gets a bit more interesting. Because you look at the trades that a lot of teams have made, you know, what Minnesota have done, um, getting Jimmy Butler, uh, mm. Jeff T, Taj Gibson and the like. So they're, they're likely to make a jump. Um, 
Joel Embiid's balling in the preseason. They've got JJ Redick, Amir Johnson. So the 76ers are likely to take a jump. Um, I don't know, Nick. Uh, what do you think? I mean, I have your exact sentiments or sentimonies as uh, Mr. Omar. <laughs> Those are my exact <laughs> sentimonies. Yeah, you said it. You said it, Um So do, do you have any different teams you want to chuck up? Or... Um, apart from the shit show that is um, Chicago... And, you know, Atlanta's not doing much better themselves. Hey, um, they have Run the Jewels playing their opening night. And, you know, shout out to Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels 3, great new album. So, we're not going to be there. But for any fans out there in Atlanta, I'm sure we might have one, maybe, of our, like, 200 listeners. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, but, yeah, uh, there's at least a system with Atlanta. Like, you know, you're at the history mm. with Mike Budenhoser and, you know, he's they've always been the Spurs of the East. Obviously, they don't have the talent now with the loss of Paul Millsap the Denver Nuggets um, but the Chicago Bulls literally have nothing Dwayne Wade's gone they apparently basically they got they got rid of that um, pick that ended up being Jordan Bell who's been balling and actually started for the Warriors last night in the preseason uh, to get them 3.5 million dollars to help pay off Dwayne Wade mm. um, and so and they got Zach Levine in that trade um, Chris Dunn and the Laurie Markinen pick and they somehow traded that stupid 16th pick. So much has happened, guys. Like it, We could do a two-hour pod. And as much as we'd love to, we're going to try and condense it for you. Um, but yeah, the Bulls are... They're irrelevant. Like, it's odd to say that one of the franchise teams of the NBA, you know, back to the Jordan days, you know, for the past two decades, is irrelevant. Uh, shout out to Chaz. Um, hope you're crying in your sleep right now. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> when you said take a West team, I was thinking Grizzlies... Because yeah, that's they're, not, they're not going to make the playoffs well, the, this year. The loss of Zach Randolph, the loss of Tony Allen, exactly. the loss of Vince Carter. The, exactly. the grit and grind era is over. But, but the Jazz have lost a lot as well. The Jazz have lost, lost more. They lost their offense. Yeah, they, and they, they weren't a good offense anyway. No, they were like yeah, probably the 20s. Um, their de- but their, their defense, defense was incredible. Their defense is top three, top and, and I expect it to be, if not even better. They could be probably top two. Um, it, it's unlikely to see them maybe surpass a Spurs or a Warriors. But the acquisition of Ricky Rubio is going to make them even better defensively. Um, he can't shoot for mm. shit, um, as you mentioned with the the loss of George Hill. Um, they lost Gordon Hayward. But um, uh, for OTG, I, I, I did a roundtable on my most improved player. My most improved player coming into this year is going to be Rodney Hood. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. Yeah, so I, I think he's going to be a big acquisition. Uh, I'm not, he's going to make a big jump in terms of players, that big rise. They'll um, still have Thringles. And absolutely, mate. Any team that has Thringles, and you know, I want to see some Thringles running the point. Um, also, shout out to Dante Exum, who suffered a, mm. hopefully, uh, I read on a Woj bomb before we um, started recording the pod. Literally, he's looking at options to hopefully not have season-ending surgery, um, so ha- to have some different rehab options. Um, the kids just had so much bad luck, and you know, being an Aussie and the love that we have for him. Um, hopefully, he can see, he can be back bigger and better than ever. It's a contract year for him as well, which is yeah. which is disappointing. But um, the Jazz are certainly and, and his injury certainly hurts them as well. Um, their depth as well. So I think the Jazz is is a fairly significant point. Mm. But in terms of the biggest like fall, the Jazz are still going to be around that mark. The Grizzlies are still going to be around that mark. You could still argue for the fact that are they the could... Jazz going to finish fourth? No, no, but they're they're only losing four or five spots. Whereas the Atlanta, who finished fifth or sixth last year, are going to be going down to twelfth, thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. Well, you took my, you took my. I'm all money. about the maths, Nicholas. I mean, you're the the maths man here. You you make money off maths. You, biggest you're... biggest rise for me will have to be Minnesota as well. Oh, like, they're you, going to be. They fifth. have to be a playoff team. Yeah, they have to be at least. 
a fifth seed. Really fifth? I've I've got them in scraping. Team. Yeah, but look, you you, the West is stacked, mate. Oh no, that's why I said fifth. I've got Denver above them. I reckon Denver because oh. Denver has Denver have some continuity and adding yeah. in only one piece. Yeah, well, whereas up, yeah. I think there's going to be some, and, and a lot of people have echoed my sentimonies. Um, the the chemistry between Andrew Wiggins and Jimmy Butler. That, I mean, he's now signed that max contract, mm. um, and they're they're similar players. I think it's going to be a positive influence. But at the, at the end of the game, like you know, Jimmy Butler is that steadfast leader. He um, reading an article um, on SI about him. His leadership style it can be grating, and he has he has lightened up, and he'll need to. But at the same time, he is a disciple of Tom Thibodeau. I think they scrape in for the playoffs. I don't think top five. I think top five could be their ceiling. I mentioned it in a in an OTG preview pod. Um, make sure you give them a listen, guys. Um, that I think that that's their ceiling. But I think their floor is they could still miss out on the playoffs because See, it's been thirteen me, years. Their floor has to be playoffs. They ha- well, look, it, I'm not saying it, they. That they will miss it. I, I can't see them not with the talent that they have. They've got three players who you could argue are... Carl Anthony Towns probably the best center in the NBA. I know you don't believe so. Jimmy Butler, top 10 wing. Mm-hmm. Um, top, five, top 5 wing, mm-hmm. but top 10 player. Um, and Andrew Wiggins is on the rise and he, he is in could have a breakout season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Last year he had an amazing season. Um, he just got lost in the rubble of the fact that the Timberwolves were a bit of a... Um, Lackluster, so to speak, but um, we'll move on to uh, a, a bit of the quirky topic, Nicholas. As well, I like quirky. To, quirky, as I like to mention in the thing. Um, Drizzy, who's he going to be jumping on the bandwagon this time? He does change teams pretty goddamn often. I, mean, I think we uh, we harked back to our last preview. We t- took a look at them and we're like, that was a good topic. We like Drake. Well, at least I like Drake. I don't know. Do you I can, like Drake. What's your, what's the most recent Drake song you listen to, Nick? Probably One Dance. Yeah. Um, Alright, let's stop. So who's he gonna be one dancing with uh this season? I wanted to say Philly. Yeah. But like the whole Meek Mill. Yeah. Nick knows a lot about Meek Mill. Um but yeah, Joel and B dance on the stage with Meek Mill, so there's that whole rivalry, yeah. the whole um beef, as they sort of say. We love beef. That's right. I love beef. I love burgers. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, I but feel like, like I can see that like the young upcoming team, yep. and he like come on, it's Joel Embiid. Oh. He's a character. Like, you can imagine that uh, Toronto's not that far away from Philly either. No, no, they're, they're both in the same conference, so exactly. both in the same division. That's a, that's a good call, Nicholas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to jump on the Lakers hype. Uh, Lonzo, Lonzo, and Kuzma hype. Mm. That purple and gold is going to look good on Drizzy. Um, him and Lonzo, there could be a few bars that could drop a few tracks together. Um, Maybe it could be the the one, the the big baller dance. Who knows? Well, the big baller brand, big baller brand meets Drizzy. It, it's it's game changing. Lavar Ball could somehow spit some fire on a Drizzy track. Uh, we'll move on. We're, we're speaking shit, and I mean we're speaking like Lavar Ball here. Um, the standings, Nicholas. There's, there's, we've talked about the biggest rise, the biggest fall. Um, you know who's who are your top eight in each conference? In each conference, who's making the playoffs in the postseason? Do I need to list all eight, or can we just sort of be like, oh, these guys are definitely making the... Um, who's, who's changing? Like, What are the biggest changes from last season? In the West. What, who's going out, who's going in? Grizzlies and Jazz have to be leaving. Yep, and who's going in? Because the West is, is so stacked. Yep. I, don't, I, I, I like know. your pick on the Nuggets. Yep. And I have to sort of back myself on the, uh, on the T-Wolves yep. sort of thing. Yeah, I think both of the, that that's fair, but I, I could argue that the Portland Trailblazers could drop off. Um... Yes, did they the, they scrub they scraped they scraped it for the eighth seed and got swept um, by mm. the Warriors like many teams did <laughs> sixteen and one. Mm. 
crazy. But then who's who's replacing the uh, Blazers? I think that the Jazz stay. Or the Grizzlies. Oh, these I, the Jazz I think one of the Jazz or Grizzlies stay. Um, okay. But that's um, just because I, I back their systems. Um, I back the defense. I, Mark Gasol and Mike Conley don't get enough um, comeuppance. You know, mm. both of them are bona fide superstars. Though Mark Gasol could be on the way out. There's been rumors of um, Celtics trying to lure him out. Mm. Um, you know, and, and if things don't go well, and Mark Gasol could want to change the scenery, he's actually been vocal not severely vocal but you know he speaks in Spanish I think a lot of he's on some Spanish networks some Spanish news he's said that like you know the continuity he, he's not feeling it anymore you know the grit and grind era is over so I know you've got a decent pick there with Memphis but I think one of them makes it because just they're, they're just too solid they're, they're just solid teams to me um, who's uh, quick coach who's second seed in the West for you OKC Whoa! Yeah, I'm I'm all in on Whoa. I'm all in on the OK three. Um, I had two teams in mind: Rockets and Spurs. Yes. Yeah. Look, I, I don't know. I, I just think that Paul you Pierce threw men- me with an OKC. <laughs> um, the jump on um, Paul Pierce on the jump made like a huge call, thinking that OKC are going to win the title. Um, I can't see that happening if the Warriors, you know, you got still- three of the most selfish players in basketball. Hey. On a team together. Oh, Paul George Paul George has uh, some serious... So, most, uh, you've got two of the most selfish players yeah, in but you sta- and Paul George. Nick, uh, have you ever heard of staggering lineups before? No, because you're not a coach, you bum. Um, yeah, well, shout out to who LeBron Because they they've got so much depth behind them. Yeah, but like, pick up vet minimums, mate. People are going to be wanting to play with Melo, PG and Russ. I'm, I'm all in on the OKC bandwagon. For second seed. Why not? Like this, this yeah, team has the the potential. They, they've got like Patrick Patterson if he stays healthy as well. Has gives him versatility. Stephen Adams is going to have a great season now. Mm. I think he, the space that Melo and PG yeah. give him now. Um, that Andre Roberson, their best three point shooter last year was Doug McDermott. I don't know. Was it Sabonis? Um, Russell. Yeah, that's a good question. Like I now they have, have Russell. Now they which is sad. I don't, percentages wise, it might have been yeah. yeah. But uh, but with PG. And with Carmelo, they're both lights out. Like mm. they're, they're both forty percent plus on catch and shoot. That gives Adam so much space, mm. and his ability to play around the rim, chop out, and and I think I'm all in on him. Um, but yeah, the Houston Rockets are certainly a thing. Um, could be one, but I, I don't know about the Spurs. I I think the um, Rockets are taking that pedestal from the Spurs. You don't not you're not all in on the the, the whole. If there's only one ball, CP3 and James Harden are two ball dominant guys. I just have a lot of faith in Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, he's, he's a, genius. a fuck. Yeah, he's a brilliant coach. He's a brilliant mind. If he can make an offense click, if he is seen in his dreams, CP3 working in this system, then I completely <laughs> and utterly trust him. He needs to stop taking mid range. Yeah, more. I can't think of how it'll work. Like you said, I'm not a basketball coach. I'm not even close. <laughs> Couldn't even coach five year olds. <laughs> you were going to be coming a coach this year, that are oh, you? Shit, I am too. <laughs> Shout out to... Make sure none of your kids listen to this podcast, Nicholas. <laughs> I have got to be coaching kids. <laughs> um, so shout out to Nicholas. He's going to be coaches of kids this year. Pick and roll all day. Get, some, get, get, get in the seven seconds or less Dan Tony system, mate. Um, oh, damn. Oh, that's going to be some quick basketball. Get, I'll be, I'll be, get I'll be all of these five five-year-old shoot threes. <laughs> just get in transition off it. Jack threes. Um, but yeah, I think you make a decent point. They've also added some defense. I like Lucan Mute. I like PJ Tucker. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, uh, if... Hypothetically, Nick, we live in a world where the Golden State Warriors aren't a thing. At least in 2017-18. Like, you know, um, say a rocket um, explodes in Oakland, 
nuclear war happens. Kim Jong-un ill, like, targets Oakland for some reason because... Steph and solely Cur- Oakland. He doesn't like Stephen and Curry Oakland and KD. KD's, KD's Twitter trolls are going after Kim Jong-il and, and Donald Trump for some reason. And Oakland bears the brunt of it. Who... Can we see a final... What would your finals be without the Golden State Warriors? Um, obviously, the East doesn't really change that much. Mm. Um, but who would you have in the finals? I'm going OKC... Cleveland. I'd love to see that. Boston's appeal is really high on me. Yeah. So, like, it's funny because you said it's like not much changes in the East. Yeah. I think Boston might do it, but, like, LeBron in the playoffs is insane, so... Yeah, Kyrie... But, the, but this is about the West. Yeah. So, I really want to see a... Something different. I want to see, like, a Rockets or even a Spurs... Good on Spurs. What, how is that different? The Spurs, have, for the past 20 years, have made the playoffs, Nicholas. It's not very different. No. Well, are we talking playoffs or are we making finals? Finals. But the finals, they were in the finals three years ago in 2014. We're talking the, the, yeah. Three uh, years. Uh, they didn't win it, did that, they? I'm pretty sure that was the last time they won it. Like, uh, it's, it's Kawhi Leonard. It's been three years of uh, Warriors and Cavs. Oh, maybe four years, sorry. It was give, 24, give, the 13-14 season. Yeah, give sorry. me something different. Or the Rockets. The Rockets will be my pick. The Rockets? All right, interesting. Or even OKC. I would love to see OKC in a form. It'd be so fun. Oh, my God. Right, right. Imagine the outfits Russ is going to come up with. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be... I'm so excited, Nicholas. We're, we getting, should, we're getting so giddy. We are giddy af, giddy af. Um, now, we were talking a bit about some players that might make a jump with Rodney Hood and stuff, but Nick, who for you is going to make the All-Star jump next season? Let's start out East. Um, there's a lot of talent went out West, mm-hmm. so there's plenty of spots available. Um, you know, I'm sure a few of your boys might be in there. What do you got for me? Bradley Beal Surprise. is definitely there, but Surprise. that's not my pick. All right, Lee Ellis. That's not my pick. It's, you're not. Wait, he's. You're not actually picking him to make it. No, I think he will. I. Actually, I think he, he. I think he might. But who's more likely? Yes. Who is Joel Embiid? Oh, all in on the process. I like it. What if he only plays up to that point? Twenty-four games. He needs to play. <laughs> he needs to play this season, especially with that max contract. Yeah. He. How many games has he played this year, Nick? What? How many games are you giving him? Like forty. Eighty-two. Eighty. <laughs> Oh, Nick no, Lee. he's not jumping he's, that river. He's not getting injured. So maybe, but he's gonna he's gonna have DNP rest. Yeah, of course. He's gonna have like the, the management. It's if he's be... healthy all season, there's no reason why he can't play sixty five. Yeah, sixty five. That, that's I think that's generous. I think he's fifty five to sixty is my is my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I could be wrong. After such a major injury, that wouldn't surprise me. He but played like, thirty one games last year, so like a, a double. Yeah, lap. but then stopped. Be- because he was injured. Yeah, but and double that is is a huge jump. But I, I think you could be right. And Joel Embiid is the likely one. He's the candidate. He's you know the the Twitter goat, and he could be not saying the goat, but he could be the best player in the NBA. Like he has that much upside. Mm. Um, his offense and defensive capabilities on both sides of the floor to impact his team and just to change the game. Like it's ridiculous. Like we look at a Carl Anthony Towns and his offensive impact. Doesn't have the defense yet. We look at uh, an Anthony Davis and his defensive impact, or a Rudy Gobert. Mm. You combine those two plays, you got Joel Embiid. Um, yeah, he, he his impacts on both ends of the floor. So I like that pick. Um, I'll throw out some some a few more names out here and tell me who, who in the East is going to be more likely. Uh, Porzingis and Whiteside. Who who who's more likely? Out of those two. Out of those two. D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> <laughs> throw it a curveball. Yeah, he's not making it. Um. That's tough. 
Porzingis has the New York effect, the votes. Yeah. Hassan Whiteside and has the, the has the Snapchat effect. His Snapchat is fire. Like while Twitter is Joel Embiid, and we'll talk. We could talk about the Twitter beef with Joel Embiid and, and Hassan. Oh, a lot Whiteside. of it's a spectacle as well. Is Hassan Whiteside? He's he had an amazing season last season. No, no, no. As in, like spectacular. Oh well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's all about fans. He's if he's very. He's very good defensively. Oh, th- those, those but no... those, but those blocks, those grab blocks, but those blocks aren't emphatic. He no, just, but he just plucks them but, like a fucking apple. But no, <laughs> but no one else does that, and that's why they. I, I think, like, I honestly don't know why no one does that. Yeah, like, no, why you doesn't keep... a coach just be like, hey, why don't my players just pluck the ball from this guy? It, it's a showy game, Nick. Like it, it, it look, like you said, it looks cooler to swat the fuck out of it like Joel Embiid did. I'm sorry, it looks cooler to pluck the ball out of the fucking sky. And, and keep possession of the ball for your team. Um, but yeah, so... It, it's so much more disrespectful, I it, think. It is, but but you, you've diverted from my question. Who's going to make it? The Pozin God or the Snapchat Hassan. God? Hassan. Hassan, mm. wow. I think, Paul, I think Pozingas is more likely just due to fans... I think he has the, the fan swell, um, and I think he he's due for a breakout year. But like he, he could have like some some teething issues with New York. But um, out west, there's the, this is where it gets tricky. Um, yeah, you know, you Gordon Hayward's first west, uh, so like which will be interesting. Look, Lillard, I, I feel like has to make one eventually. Oh, but it's so stacked. It's, look, uh, <laughs> you you put you look at like your Golden State four. Honest, those guys automatically make it. I honestly don't think. There will be a new entrance into the All Star game in the West. Yeah, look, because like Hayward's made it. Jimmy Butler, Paul George went there. Like they've all been in the East. Does Paul Millsap make it? I don't think he's got the fan no. vote. No. Like, but but he is consistently like he's a, a would be almost a ten time All Star out East. But because of the fan vote, but I guess you you factor in the the player vote as well. I think he he he's certainly got a shot, um, especially in the front court. I don't think Lamarcus Aldridge makes it. I, I think no he, way. I think he made it last year from memory. Um, I'm pretty sure he did. So I, really? I think I, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, off last the top year's All Star game seems so long ago. It was like 192 to 182. No wonder they've changed it. Um, and we'll chat more about that in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, I think you make a fair point. I, I don't think there's going to be any really new. I mean. Will Lonzo Ball make it? <laughs> I'm not on the Lonzo well, Ball. Well, Kyle Kuzma will make it, though. <laughs> let's let's talk about the upcoming like youth, I guess, in um in the West. All about the youth, Nicholas. So the they may not make the All Star game because they're in the Western Conference. But I'm excited. But about who it. who's going to make that leap uh, in the West? It's hard to say. You, you got a Gary Harris out in Denver. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, I don't think, made it last year. No, he didn't. So I think he's your most likely Oh prospect. my god, yeah. So Carl Anthony Towns will definitely make an all-star game. It's it, it, Come on. Def, look, look um, it's like your point about the Timberwolves in general, about they, they have to make it. But it's so effing stacked. It's... But... And I agree. I think I think Cat has probably the best chance out of anyone who didn't make it last year in the West. Um... You know, there's not that many players that are going to make a huge jump, whereas Cat has the potential, and he already is one of the best players. He was just, an All Star last year. He should have been, in my mind. But like, yeah, in my mind as well. Um, but yeah, I think you make a good point. But speaking of the young talent, Nicholas, um, who are you most excited to watch this season? I've got a feeling that you might have mentioned this guy's name already. Who you got for me? Well, I was going to go for a more of a Joel Embiid approach here, but. Yep. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing 
hometown boy. Aussie boy. Aussie boy from Altona. Altona boy. Yes, Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. But if he learns how to shoot, maybe. But like, I just want to see those gorgeous passes. There's going to be oh. some sensational passes this mm. year. If you're talking about passing, we've got Milos Teodosic, the, the Greek sensation, the Euro sensation. We've got Lonzo Ball doing some fancy things in the summer league in the preseason. It's going to be a year of some dimes, mate. People are going to be dropping dimes. I like that pick. Um, I'm going to go with a, another young guard. I'm going to go with um, my boy, D'Angelo Russell, out in Brooklyn. We haven't I mentioned his veins. He's got, a, and I'm going to buy a shirt that, that, that signifies that because I also have ice in my veins and it's a serious medical problem. Um, but <laughs> do you have... if that t shirt has you injecting ice <laughs> into your veins, you should seriously consider not getting that t shirt. It's from Hot Topic, though, Nicholas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, look, D'Angelo is going to... Uh, I'm, I'm all in on the Nets. Hashtag all in on Russell. In. I know you're not a big fan of that Twitter handle. Uh, that it's Twitter, too long. That, that, that hashtag. But D'Angelo Russell is going to have a massive season. And I mentioned him in passing for um, the All-Star. You know, Kemba Walker could drop off. Kyle Lowry could drop off. Um, Kyrie's going to make it. We know Kyrie's going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but D, D. Rose might even get some votes. Um, just due to the fan votes. Mm-hmm. But I'm all in on D'Angelo Russell. Um, this guy has had a great preseason. Um He's looking good in terms of his passing. He's got some great chemistry with our team. Um, I could do a whole podcast about D'Angelo Russell and Jeremy Lin, but keep an eye out, guys, because I've got an article coming out on OTG about those two. So we're going to head to a break, mate? Yep. All right. We'll take a bit of a breather. Right after this, we'll be talking memes and other things. You're listening to JBT Podcast. Be sure to head on Facebook and give us a like. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. We'll continue off with this uh, season preview, mate. You're pointing at something at me? Don't point at my face. <laughs> they can't see what you're doing, but I can. You can. Um, I lost my train of thought. No. Memes. Um, memes. Give me memes. I want memes. Uh, we all saw the whole Clay Thompson thing. The Hashtag NBA season is all Hashtag about. Is all about the memes. Hashtag memes. Um, who has the greatest meme potential oh, this year? Where do we start, Nicholas? Yeah, there's, a, there's a there's a few characters in our association these days. Giannis could be Spider Man. I, 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 we put out a post of him last year. I think um, just shout to Chaz. It would a bit of Photoshop work there. Um, hashtag fake news Hashtag fake news We uh, we spread like wildfire That actually made us grow into like thousands. Yeah I know It was weird yeah. All about the fake news Hashtag music man my scale um, I don't know I've got There's some hope For the Brooklyn Nets I'm going with um, You know A bit of rush hour 4 Potential with D'Angelo <laughs> Russell And Gerald, Jeremy Lin Gerald um, Gerald Lin It would be a very a fun he, he, did, and... he did go to Harvard So I could see Gerald Lin Um you know, there's the Lonzo factor. There's Michael Beasley using how many ever percentage brain points of his brain that he actually has left. Um, especially after that John Wall dunk, he's probably got none left after that. Uh, I feel like my body has done exactly that. It's like I'm only using 11% of my body because I'm dying of sickness. Yeah, well, I feel like Michael Beasley. Yeah, you're better smart as Michael Beasley as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> insult. Um, but, you know, Hoodie Mello could continue. There could be some, oh god, I hope so. There could be some other fashion trend. There could be like short LeBron, where LeBron just wears shorts all the time. I don't know why. Russell Westbrook's always good for some meme. Oh yes, Russell Westbrook. Yes, please. He's gonna wear some crazy outfits. I am looking forward to outrageous styles. I wish I could pull off what he wears. Right now, I just, I just, I don't think I can. 
Greatest meme potential for me, though, is not even a player. Who is it? Lavar Ball. The person I hate more, and yes. he's not even in the NBA. He will become a meme. He already has. He, Lavar he, thoughts. Yeah. He, Hashtag Lavar thoughts. Like it's Lavar and Shirley. Yeah, it's just going to it's explode. Just, yeah, it's going to grow over the season. Let's just hope he shuts up and Lonzo can play some decent basketball. Maybe. But there'll be memes for days, Nicholas, and we'll be all over it at JBT. Memes. Memes for days. Um, but, Nick, uh, you jumped on the hockey bandwagon for some reason. I don't know why. You're following the Washington Capitals. Yep. Hashtag Go Rangers. Hashtag Ranger Nation. And um, you, we're going to go... You're going to be following... Calgary Flames. I don't know what that is. Um, and <laughs> we don't know a lot about NHL and NFL, guys. This is a, a NBA podcast. But, Nick, you're going to be following the, the Capitals somewhat. Um, who are you going to be following the Capitals more than this season? I.e., who is going to be a trash team this season? Who are you like, you're not going to turn on League Pass. Like, you know, we always, you chuck on OKC, you want to see Russ, you mm. want to see LeBron, no matter what he's doing. You want to see what's going on in Denver with Nikola Jokic. Um, you want to see what's going on in Minnesota, maybe even the Nets. <laughs> Nets Nation. Hashtag, we go hard. <laughs> Um, but who are you not going to give a shit about? Who are you going to like? You know, keep that NHL pass. Is it obvious to say the Bulls? Um, they still might have some nationally although, televised games, though, might they? Although I, I kind of want to see them the, be like, shit. Be shit. They are, and I've said this many times today. They are an irredeemable bundle of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be the bio of the Bull season this year. That's for sure. There um, is irredeemable pile of shit. We might call that episode this one. I think irredeemable <laughs> bundle of shit. Um, yeah, that's fair. I think Atlanta. You can chuck Atlanta in there. Uh, the Kings, maybe, but the Kings have got some interesting young pieces. I want to see what's going on with De'Aaron Fox. I like yeah, that kid. that's true. Um, whereas the Bulls got Laurie Markkinen, who's basically like just a, a skinny version of Chris Tapp's Porzingis and doesn't thirst on Instagram models. Um, <laughs> skinny version of Porzingis. That's that's, that's that very skinny. He's put on some weight. Um, you know, you've seen those Instagram yeah, vids yeah. and those Twitter vids these days. Yeah. Um, you know, the Knicks could be one that no one really cares about, but I'm injured. Like, it's car Knicks crash TV always have that appeal. Because it's the it? car crash sort of TV element. Yeah. Michael Beasley could be saying some weird shit on the sidelines. I don't know. Um, I, I think, yeah, the Bulls probably are the main one. I, I'm not really going to care. Orlando Suns, Magic. Suns as well. Look, the Suns have... The, in- the Suns, especially I they can't get rid of- really watch them. I just love Devin Booker. Yeah, and especially if they get rid of Bledsoe as well, which is likely. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think the Orlando Magic... I couldn't give a shit about the Detroit Pistons. Are they going to actually become good again? Has, has Andre Drummond learned how to shoot a three throw? Free throw? I think he has in the preseason, but I, I don't know if that's going to transfer into the real season. Hmm. The Orlando Magic is Aaron Gordon. What's he doing? Does the wheat, does he's always good for a dunk or two. He's pretty good at them. If he's sitting on the toilet seat, he can probably make a dunk. Yeah. Oh yeah, that toilet seat dunk. Um, is the weekend? I.e. Alfred Payton still playing for the Orlando Magic? Um, you watch him just to. You'd watch the Magic just to watch his hair. I can't feel my face when I'm watching him. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. But I love But yeah, if you guys want to hear us talk about anything else, any other season predictions, but um, we're going to be moving on to the awards section, Nicholas. The awards, the MVP, your Rookie of the Years, your Coach of the Years, your Sixth Man of the Years, your Most Improved Players. Those are lots of awards we need to get to. What are we going to kick off with? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me! Coach of the Year! Ah! Coach of the Year! I've, um, and if you want to check out our picks as well, um, NBA on OTG, guys, um, there's a few roundtables 
for which I've contributed to. So I got my coach of the year who I picked. I picked Brad Stevens of the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the likely man. Um, him and Dan Tony, I think you're, you're two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be some dark horses, but I'm going with Brad Stevens just because I think if he can get the Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and Al and Jalen Brand and Marcus Smart, all those guys to gel um, and take them to the number one seed, maybe even the finals. If they make the finals, if they can like can somehow beat the Cavs in some stretch, he, he's got it in the bag, I think. Um, but there could be some dark horses. You got any thoughts, any difference, differences of opinion? Big Tommy. Tommy who? Tommy. Tom Tibbs. Tommy Tibbs. Two dozzles. T-dizzle. T-dizzle. T-square. <laughs> T2, like in the, the T places that let's, they have at Hypo. Let's stop. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, his appeal for me is great. He looks like a penguin. Not his sexual appeal, Jack. <laughs> I, didn't know, I wasn't talking about that. I just meant like physical appeal. Um, but yeah, Tibbs. Uh, like, I mean, if he can somehow get them back to the playoffs and, and exactly. that fifth seed, you were saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm very high on the Minnesota Timberwolves, and so I think I should be. Their expectations should be very high this season. They should compete not with the Warriors, not with the Rockets or the Spurs. They should compete in that mid tier. Yeah, that secondary and. Compared to where they were last year, if they could shore up that defense, which I'm sure yeah. maybe like a Tibbs team can do, With Jimmy Butler, their yeah. roster doesn't say that they do it. So like their signings were strange for a Tibbs team. Yeah, except for Butler. Well, they, um, they, but it, they don't have that that perimeter. I like threat that, really. Yeah, the perimeter threat. Yeah. Um, but if he can make that work, he is surefire. Um, yeah, coach of the year. But I'm tending towards D'Antoni for a second. Yep. Mm, two in a row. That'd be, that'd be solid. I that'd mean, if he can do it. Um, but let's go to the Rookie of the Year. So it's, last year was a bit lackluster with Malcolm Brogdon mm-hmm. winning the award, but it is stacked this year. Um, and give, give me some names. We've got Dennis Smith. We've got Lonzo Ball. Mm. We've got Ben Simmons. Mm. Aussie Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got De'Aaron Fox. We've got Josh Jackson. We've got mm. Jason Tatum. Um, we've got Markel Fultz um, if you learn how to shoot a free throw again Malik Monk doing some nice things out in Charlotte Nicolatina Frankie Nicotine as I'm going to call it Frankie Nicotine you know he likes to have a bit of a cigarette who knows I'm sure he doesn't I'm pretty sure he's (laughs) French he might (laughs) that changed your thoughts immediately (laughs) Um, I'm going with Dennis Smith Jr just Mm. because I think that the Mavs are still going to be a decent enough team and in terms of their point guard rotation, I think he's the number one guy, and I think he's likely to start. Um, he's got some nice vets there. You look at you know the support he'll have uh, with Harrison Barnes. Um, he could for- perform a nice pick and roll with um, Dirk Nowitzki. Um, but you know you can't really go wrong with some of these picks because I mean you know Lonzo Ball's the favorite, mm. um, but I'm a big ball hater. I'm a big baller hater. I'm a, I don't like the balls. I don't you don't like, like Lavar. I, I I don't like I like Lonzo I don't I hate Lamelo Lamelo like get rid of braces then you can speak to me mate um, <laughs> I mean maybe you're the problem Jack you're and, a dick yes I am and that's why people listen to us because we make the hard calls and make opinionated calls um, but yeah I'm going with Dennis Smith Jr I think he's got a, a I think there's a, an element of him where he's got an fu factor like he was passed on by a lot of teams especially the Knicks mm. um, and I think he's gonna have uh, I mentioned in my article that uh, on OTG that I think he could have a, a Lillard-like season. Lillard was huge in that opening season, but they've got similar skill sets. Um, though Dennis Smith is probably one of the best dunkers in the NBA already. His hops are 
sensational. So I, yeah. expect, I expect plenty of highlights from him. So I'm going with uh, D. Smith Jr. out in Dallas. Nick, who you got? I'm going for another D. But a D. Aaron. D. Aaron Fox. Mm. The Fox. Why are you going with the Fox? Just because he beat Lonzo in um, in college and he destroyed him and he still hasn't versed him since and he's been ducking him? He's um, he's a very dynamic player. He's a, he's a good uh, highlight reel. Yep. And that's going to make people watch him. But and people the, will pay attention to him. But on the Kings... Does anyone really care about the Kings? He'll make people care about the Kings. Oh, I've, I want to watch the Kings to watch De'Aaron Fox. That's fair. A lot of people are excited about De'Aaron Fox. He's extremely fast and is like a one-man wrecking ball. Yeah, That's so one. I've so I've heard. I didn't watch college <laughs> games, so just going off a just going off a speculation here. But I really like um, like I haven't heard a lot of people throw around De'Aaron Fox's name. Yeah. But I find no reason for him not to win it. I mean, the Kings literally have no one else. Yeah, I mean, they've got those vets, which are George Hill as well, mm. which will probably take some minutes from him. But maybe they could do a two guard combination. They're that trying. Backboard. They're trying to. They're trying to breed young talent in. Uh, yeah, but why did in they, Kings? Yeah, they are. But at the same time, they brought in like five vets on like near max deals yeah, to teach them. To teach them, yes, Nick. We all need good teachers in our life. Hashtag teachers. Hashtag teacher I life. Didn't. Yeah, you turned out really well. Um, <laughs> Sixth man of the year. Last year, Eric Gordon with the Houston Rockets won it. Can he win it again? I'm sticking with my pick from last year. Who did you pick last year? Lou Will. Lou Will. Got a six at left hand. Lou Will. I picked Lou Will as well. Oh, really? Oh, there you go. He's, he was my pick on OTG, so I'm, I'm not changing. Either. Yeah, fair enough. Um, with the Clippers as well. He was, my, he was my pick for last year. <sighs> It's a shame he didn't win it. I think it was because of that transition. And the movement, yeah, yeah the with movement. Like, between the Lakers and the Rockets. And he was still decent for the Rockets, but... He was still very decent for the Rockets. He still had a very good percentage. But, yeah, Gordon took the line. What, what he was doing at the Lakers was insane. He was the best player for the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, and that's saying something. Um, but, yeah, I agree. Lou Will is and in this system as well as, like, the bench guy sort of replacing Jamal Crawford in that sense. Who could be another contender? He always is. Uh, Andrea Godard was a name that people have mentioned. Always a name, yeah. That, like, but because the six man generally goes to the guy that gets buckets, so we got to go with Lou Will. Um, mm. He gets buckets. Jamal Crawford gets buckets. Eric Gordon gets buckets. Um, um, and you know, Andrea Godard is technically the best player. You know, he's won the Finals MVP, but I just can't see the award going to someone who gets six points, four rebounds. Yeah, it's it's not going to. It's going to be someone who. It's going to be someone who is a. Th- Three and oh, well, just just a, a three player. Just a three player. You just don't even have to be all about buckets. Yeah, um, that's right. Who's got to fit into a system like a Rockets and just jack up threes from yeah, the bench? Yeah, that's fair. Um, defensive player of the year, Draymond won it last year. Mm-hmm. Can he do it again? He certainly can. And will he? I don't think he will. I think he will. Who do you think? He will? I don't, I don't think he will because he'll do the same things as last year. Well. Out of the past, uh, on the start, as I mentioned, like that a lot of the winners of, I think nine of the 20 winners of the Defensive Player of the Year have been past winners, and they won it twice. Mm. Um, so I think that it's likely, like Kawhi's, I, I think, has won it maybe once or twice. Um, and you look at like Dennis Rodman, um, you know Gary Payton, those sort of guys. I think Draymond Green, for me, is the best chance, and I mentioned it um, on our teaser pod, um, and, and speaking to Nick, other Nick, about the fact that Draymond Green has the ability to defend the perimeter mm. one-on-one and the rim. So I think his skill set overall. 
um, I'll steal a, a sentiment from from Mr. Fame, my editor, that the fact that he can purely focus on the defensive end while chipping in a few buckets a night, um, he, he can block, he can defend one-on-one. He, he alters the defense in so many different ways. Um, but who you got? Rudy Gobert. I'm Duh. sticking to my guns. I had him last year. I had him last year. Yeah. Same thing. And what I think what won it for... Um, it can't have won it for Draymond because that happened in the um, um, playoffs. Yeah, so I think um, Gobert was. It's a regular freaking, season award. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Yeah. Like after he did those two, the two um, Portland blocks. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. That was sexual. That was amazing. I'm still moist um, thinking about it. But what? Um, oh god, I've gone blank. Uh, Rudy. What Rudy Gobert can do to a team. Mentally, yeah, that's a good point. From just inside, he alters shots. The paint, yeah, is incredible. Yeah, um, a lot of people are starting to go out to the perimeter now, which is hindering his defensive efficiency. But there's no reason why he can't just play the same way he did. Yeah, and do exactly the same things and win. Yeah, I think you know you can chuck in Kawhi Leonard in there. Um, He's always going to be in the Tony conversation. Allen might yeah. be with New Orleans, um, but I think Kawhi hint hint might be a bit more likely for one of the other awards. Mm. Um, but we've gone. We've got two more to go. Most improved player, Yanni. I'm not saying his last name because I still need to learn it. Uh, I need to practice it a lot. I'll be practicing after this podcast. Um, Yanni won it last year, um, and in our round table with OTG, I mentioned Rodney Hood as my pick. Um, generally the most improved player goes to someone whose stats elevate um, you look at names you got Miles Turner at Indiana now mm. that Paul George is gone uh, Rodney Hood now that Gordon Hayward's gone um, you can look at a number of players that have that sort of where someone leaves and they're just numbers go up um, I'm sticking with Rodney Hood um, it's going to be all good in the hood just because I think that his numbers should peak up to maybe a t- a t- maybe 18, 19 points per game. Mm. Up from 12 points last year. Um, he's going to be the... He's probably one of their best offensive players. He'll start. He'll get minutes. If he can stay healthy, I think he wins the award. Who do you think? Doesn't doesn't say a lot for uh, the most to impro- be the... No, for him to be the m- most... The best offensive presence in that Jazz team. Oh, it, it, I, I, he got that game winner, which was like a dagger where he like pulled up on the court and shot that three. Mm. It was really nice, and I like I like my lefties. Um, Can Joel Embiid win Most Improved Player now? It's hard to say. If he plays, I don't know what you classify improvement. Yeah, well, that's right. Like yeah, he's like, always sort of. If you could maybe say, I, I know but you could also see it as, hey, he's that good from a second year player. Yeah, that's fair as well. Um, you could look at like all these second-year players, like a Jalen Brown mm. out in Boston that might make a jump. Marcus Smart. Um, they always like you, you. Generally, make a big step. Brandon Ingram's been a big. There's been a lot of hype around him. Um, I'm not as high on his bandwagon just because I think you know he he doesn't have the skill set yet. Um, mm. He's still developing. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm going with uh, Rodney Hood. Um, did you pick yours? Did you pick Joel Embiid or are you you going somewhere else? I was trying to figure if that's a real pick because I feel like I've defaulted yeah, to that's, you, Joel Embiid. You've picked a lot. Joel Embiid for a lot of awards. You're going to pick him for MVP. He is good. He's very good. He could. He could win defensive player. He could win all three. He could win coach of the year. <laughs> Can you imagine if he wins most improved player and MVP? Like he improved that much. To Giannis, win MVP? Giannis like was sort of in the conversation last year, but not. I really. think it's like 
unless you are ridiculously good, yeah. you went from no one to being like so easily look, the best player in the league. Yeah, but when there's a league with LeBron James, yeah, like you can't. Rains, yeah, it's not happening. You can't. I honestly don't. I honestly don't know how who to give my most improved player to, because there's so many I'm on the fence for. Classic Nick, like, not making the decision. Hey, I make the big calls. <laughs> you did last year. Things have changed, Nick. Things have changed. You've changed, man. Used to be cool. Um, MVP. Who's winning it, Nick? The big one. Um, you know, Russ. Is KD. All right. Um, so, Sorry, did I ruin you? Uh, I was going to go on a mini spiel about how Russ won it last year, um, and I picked him at the start of the season, um, along with Paul George. Um, funnily enough, they're teammates. Um, <laughs> What a wonderful world the NBA is. Maybe they'll is. both win MVP this time. I don't think that's... It's, it's <laughs> impossible, Nick. Um, KD is a very, very astute pick. Um, it's not a big call by any stretch of the imagination. No. He was... Um, before that leg injury, I think he was probably Incredible. one of the frontrunners. Incredible. Probably one of the frontrunners. And, like, he, he, the guy could average a 50-40-90 year and, like, he, with his... And use, be a defensive monster as well. Yeah, his defense really took a big step last year. Um, I'm going to go with, just for sake of diversity, uh, despite um, not some trepidations you do, his, you know, this injury that's going to leave him out opening night, uh, Kawhi Leonard out in San Antonio. Um, you, know, you look at, Russ isn't going to win it, just because of what's happening there in Oklahoma. Um, LeBron isn't going to win it. LeBron, I think he never win. He'll never win it because we we mentioned before the voter fatigue. Yeah, like he has to do so much to elevate himself further. That's right. Um, like if he if he started draining threes, which he started to do, like a three point percentage, he's decent. Included, but he'd have to be like he'd a, have to be jacking threes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's not going to do that. No, but he might have to with with current like iteration of that roster. Um, but I don't see it happening. Um, uh, as much as, uh, but the the storyline related to LeBron is, is is enticing. Like, you know, he wants to like put his mark back on the NBA. You know, mm. he wants to shout like step on Kyrie and all the haters at, out in the West and the East. So I think there certainly um, could be an argument for him. He's probably my tied for my second pick. But I, I'm going. I'm sticking with Kawhi. I think, as I mm. mentioned, he was my pick. Um, but he's more likely to win MVP for me than defensive player. I think he's, with the absence of LaMarcus Aldridge, who was trashing the playoffs, and um, Kawhi Leonard had to step up um, before that injury, obviously. But I think his offensive game, if he can start to add a bit more of a passing game, um, mm. you know, average a couple more assists, I think that's going to take his game even further. Yeah, he's, he's going to be focused a lot more on the uh, offensive end, even more so yeah. than he was last yeah. year. And I think he needs to add that little string to his bow because, I mean, there's there's we always say there's no better two-way player in the game than mm. Kawhi Leonard, but I think he, he might get the recognition that he deserves, finally, for the most valuable player. Um, but I think the, the Spurs have to win um, at least 55, 60 games to stay around that mark, which they always bloody do anyway. Mm. So do you want to go to a break, big fella? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, while we're over the break, we want to trial uh, sort of a new segment with you guys listening. Um, we're going to be showcasing a article that the good man Jack here has uh, written through Off the Glass, Thank through you, through OTG. Uh, so let us know what you think, how it flows, if you want more. He can write about different things. He's a talented man. Uh, wow, compliments. <laughs> So uh, enjoy this article. It's called Why It's Important to Stay Woke.
Notice this article, this by no means will solve the world's pressing problems. Rather, it is a personal take from a concerned international citizen. It is not conclusive in terms of the deep and complicated issues it looks at, but at OTG, we refuse to stay in our lanes. And with the platform we've been given, it would be remiss of us not to use it. Just like the athletes this article talks about. You know what? I think we could possibly save America. Those are the words of Wizards guard Bradley Beal when responding to a question on the influence athletes can have in today's troubling age of inequality and uncertainty. While those were no doubt hyperbolic comments, the sentiment rings true. People pay attention to what our athletic idols have to say. You go through the history of sport and names like Ali, Kareem and Russell, among a string of others, will inevitably coming up when delving into the history of inequality within the United States. Along with Colin Kaepernick, today's NBA players are taking the reins on that front. It's no longer frowned upon, especially in the country's most progressive league. Nay, it is necessary. When the leadership in the country's highest institution is in disarray, I couldn't think of a more impactful adjective to adequately categorise it, the masses look to people like LeBron James, Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr, among many others, to be the voice that they can't. When you see the game's top names speaking out, it empowers those around them to express their thoughts, despite the possible repercussions. King's rookie, De'Aaron Fox, put it best. The best players do it, and people will actually listen to them. Not just hear them, but listen and take action. Media days across the league were dominated by Trump talk, and the response players would have after he eloquently called NFL players who protest the anthem, sons of bitches. Adam Silver voiced his support for his players, but at the same time remained steadfast in his views on players kneeling for the national anthem. It not only goes against the league's ideals as a whole, but also Silver's personally. This was a man who rode on a float at New York City's Gay Parade, Gay Pride Parade, yet on the other hand said he expected his players to stand during the national anthem. True equality can never be achieved if a few feathers aren't ruffled along the way. Protesting by nature is uncomfortable. That's why I saw this as a cop-out from Silver. He may think he's just justified in his stance on his antiquated rule due to the possible economic ramifications, but this to me was a bitch move by an otherwise strong leader who caved to his old white shareholders and the lure of the dollar. I'm hoping for at least one player or one team to take the lead of Kaepernick and make the stand, pun, this season and keep pushing the necessary agenda for the good of the people. On another note, as an Australian, I don't see the point in broadcasting the anthem at every possible sporting event. Our national anthem is played at the important events and days on the Australian calendar, like Anzac Day, Australia Day, finals games, or our version of the playoffs, and the like. To me, it devalues the significance of the anthem itself by playing it so ad hoc. Going back to Bill's comments, while they may seem exaggerated in isolation, when taken into context, they may fully make sense, especially when you look at the quote in full. You know what? I think we could possibly save America. Professional athletes can do that. They can actually affect the world. Here's hoping, Mr. Beal, and you'll certainly need it in the current political climate. Stay woke, everyone. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. That's about all the time we've got for today. DBS time. Uh, we will... We'll end today's pod yeah. with a nice DBS. Thank you for staying with us. Um, for those of you who are new to the podcast, uh, DBS stands for Drop Bench Start. 
Uh, so here's how it works. We've been given three basketball players or teams or anything, uh, both past and present. And uh, we have to decide who we drop, who we bench, and who we start. It's that simple. Uh, so today, on today's agenda, we've got Atlanta, Brooklyn, and Chicago. Three of the worst teams in the whole NBA. That's not very nice. Especially the Nets. That's not very nice either. <laughs> um, but uh, DBS, mate, what you got? I am going to start the Brooklyn Nets. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. I am going to bench the Atlanta Hawks. And I am dropping the Chicago Bulls so far down that I'm going to drop them from a 100-foot building. I'm going to the Empire State. I'm, I'm taking them. To, I'm, I'm relocating the team to New York. So there's two teams in New York, in Manhattan. I'm going to the Empire State building. I'm going up to the top. And I am dropping that entire franchise. Garpax. Jerry Reisenberg, whoever came back, I don't remember those names. Chaz, whatever, you come and help us out. Um, but the Bulls suck. Call me Snoop Dogg, because I'm a drop it like it's hot. It's not really hot, but it might be. Drop it like it's... Not hot. Cold. Drop it Chicken's like Chicken's hot. Drop it. But yeah. Um, I, under, I understand your point. I am definitely starting the Nets. Yay! As well. Uh, their starting rotation is good. At depth. Good. Karis LeVert, yeah, D'Angelo Russell, some, Jeremy Lin. You've got oh, some God. good pieces there. And Kenny Atkinson, you know, trust the trust the process. We have a, a, we're, happening we're, we're all about the future, all right? We've got our, our draft pick next year. Not this year. One more year. One more year. <laughs> One more year. And um, please, don't Luka Doncic, just stay overseas for at least one more year. Um, so yeah, uh, D'Angelo Russell, you look at the talent that we have in comparison to these two teams. Dennis Schroeder is the only name that sort of sticks out. Torian Prince is an okay piece for Atlanta. Um, so th- there's a reason why I, I think, and I, I mentioned Coach Budenhoser, um, I've mentioned him in the past, about how much I have respect for him. Um, he has a good system instilled in Atlanta, and despite the lack of talent there, the coaching um, it, it isn't going to waver in any sense. Whereas the Bulls have Fred Hoiberg, who has yet to establish himself in any sense of the word. Um, you know, he clashed with the players last mm. season. Um, and I, I don't know what he does with this roster. I don't think he, there's much... Like, name me the, is, the starting five for the Chicago Bulls next year. Especially with Zach Levine injured. Chris Dunn. Chris he'll, Dunn starts somewhere in one, the, in one of the guard positions. Meritage? Meritage might start at power forward, but Bobby Portis might start over him. Oh my god, Bob Robin Bob. Lopez is their best player. That is sad. Like Sideshow Bob is their best player. Oh, starting player. Sorry, um, on opening night. Well, Zach, yeah, Levine, Zach, is Zach Levine is their, is their best player, but he has to get healthy first, and that it's an ACL injury as well. Yeah, that's that's a bit ripped. They're a hard to. Come um, that is why I'm taking the exact same bench and drop as you. <laughs> we agree because, as I said before, Chicago are an irredeemable jumble of shit. Damn straight they are. I-R-D-J, irredeemable pile. Irredeemable jumble of it's shit? A, it's an in, in, irredeemable jumble of shit. J-O-S, I-J-O-S. They're an I-J-O-S, Nicholas. Or I-J-O-S, or I-J-O-S. Stop trying to hyph, just stop trying to abbreviate everything. I like abbreviating Acro- acronyms. I like to make life efficient and fast. I'm all about the Twitters, the hashtags. Yeah, but like life is too short, Nick. Atlanta have some talent in Schroeder and Prince. I was, I really, really loved. Prince he could last win most year. improved player. He could actually. Yeah, yeah. he's a dark horse. Um, 
yeah, I loved what Prince uh, brought to the table last year. And Bulls have no one. Levine. No one, Levine's Jack. A, uh, okay. Um, Cameron Payne's not even on their roster anymore, is he? And they traded like... Um, Laurie, Laurie Markkinen t- is... I feel like there's a reason they took him so high, so maybe... They see potential in yeah, him, but like... Uh, there might uh, be something there to in his be first watching, game, or... In the first game of the preseason, he went like one from nine. Um, so it wasn't a good start. Shooting's but, his forte as and well. And shooting so. is his forte. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, he doesn't have the ceiling of a Chris Tapps because he's defensive... Um, mindset is just not there and he doesn't have the physical capabilities that the Chris Dapps has um, or that X factor I think he's got like a, a Ryan Anderson ceiling maybe um, that's a bit bit harsh but Ryan Anderson's a very serviceable NBA player um, just watching watching some of the lowlights from the from those Chicago games takes me back to when you'd see the lowlights of the of the Nets yeah and you just see them stumble over the ball and yeah. just like oh my god some of the worst run offense there's no cohesiveness I've ever seen like like you know what Kenny Atkinson stands for you know what coach Budenhoser stands for what does Fred Hoiberg stand for does he want a pace and space system does he want a grit and grind like what like what does it he do it starts with, with chaos in the front office yeah the front ownership it, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's they're not in a good place right now that's why you just need to drop them put it down it's in pain um, are we gonna, are we saying we're moving this team to Seattle, Nicholas? Let, let's get it to Vegas. Let's take let's take the Bulls to Seattle. The, on on NBA Two K, they the first thing they like when you're doing GM mode is, is the, they're like we're moving the team to Seattle. I'm like I don't want to move the Nets to fucking Seattle. I want to send Brooklyn. There's a reason why I picked them. Um, so maybe that might be the we'll do the Two K move for the Bulls this year. Um, what do you reckon this year, Nick? We do some DBSs around some off-topic stuff like some foods. I've got like hot dogs, burgers, and pizzas. Isn't that what the hot, the off-topic segments about? Yeah, but but we integrate DBS with off-topic, so then like know. we can save some time on our pods. We should be talking about this after the podcast. <laughs> we should not be talking about. Let this. us know after what you think, guys, because you know our off-topic will be back. We'll be Nick will be spitting shit about pants, shorts, and potatoes. I love all of them. He is very good at speaking random shit. If we gave if we gave him the rant, the JBT random podcast, then. He would kill it. I mean, he kills it anyway. Like, he deserves a lot of credit. He's... Oh, stop it. He's dominating right now in his editing. And shout-outs to Adobe. And shout-outs to the new mic that we've got. We're, we're, we're bringing you guys a better product. And Nick is a big part of that. Nick, do your outro. You've got some fancy music to go over it. We do. Um, a little bit later. It's a long outro. Okay. Let's, <laughs> do, let's do it. Let's Just do as it. ever, guys. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud... Playmakers Radio, Blog Talk Radio, and any decent pod center. Um, remember to rate and review the show as well because it helps other people find us and help add to the conversation. If you want to get in contact with us, you can hit us up at JBT Podcast or, or using the hashtag JBT Pod. You can get in contact with us personally uh, at JBT Real NJ is myself. And at the J-Man J- uh, JBT is Jack. At OTG Basketball as well on Twitter, guys. At OTG. Oh, it's too many acronyms, There's Jack. a I'm lot dying. of JBT OTG. Say it a few times. You'll, you'll get it. <laughs> you'll get it. Uh, you can reach us on Facebook, facebook.com slash JBT Podcast. Instagram at JBT Pod. And through email, JBT Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so remember, it's you guys that make this show great. And we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week, keep balling superstars.